37. And I'm Bonnie and I'm 7. We're here coming at you recorded from Taco Bell in Midwest City, Oklahoma. One of my, I was just telling Bonnie, this is one of my top five favorite restaurants ever, just for nostalgia's sake. And I like my restaurants, not like, there are no fancy restaurants on my favorite list. It's all, so, all right, let's name them. I'll just, off the top of my head, my top five, Taco Bell, Golden Corral, CeCe's Pizza, at Long John Silver's, <laughs> and... I'll have, to, I love, all the way. I'll have to think of my last one. What are, can you give me a top five from you? Um, actually, I'm just gonna kind of say bums. That's not really one. That can count. Yeah, totally. Um, bums, Long John Silver's, Sonic. That's not really one because it just has drive-throughs. But I just gonna. No, that counts as a restaurant for sure. Okay. Um. McDonald's and Chili's. Oh, who takes you to Chili's? We've never been there. Me and you? Never been to Chili's. Nope. Are you thinking a rib crib? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that's my... We've only been there once and it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was good. Liked it. I thought of my fifth one. It's an Oklahoma thing called Golden Palace, but it's ju- it's a pretty standard Chinese buffet, but that's definitely in my top five for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say I have a bunch, like five, and then I have four, three, two, one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so my top four, that's one of my top four. I like rib crib or like any barbecue mm-hmm. restaurant. What about Pelican? Cajun King. You've never been there, but man, it is a Cajun buffet. I love buffets, first of all. Oh, and Mazio's? Yeah, okay, I could keep going. But oh, Mazio's is good too. Mm-hmm. But Ta- I ca- Taco Bell's good too, because I like taco places, yeah. but I can't think of any plain taco places. Yeah. Well, these are pretty solid lists. Nothing gourmet about them, but they keep our toilets filled. I think our order's about to come up. Walking on this track. Railroad tracks. Railroad tracks um, for trains. And we went over to my grandma's house. And now. Um, your uncle, it was my grandma, your great grandma, and now it's my uncle's and your, I guess, your great uncle's house. But uh, I grew up back behind this house in the trailer house. And. Yeah, and. Um, we're walking on these railroad tracks right next to that house, um, and and um, we're walking on the tracks that this dog died. You tell the story. Oh, I yeah. don't know it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> there's a there's a trestle back here that looks just like the one off a of, off of a what's it called? Stand by me. A little less long, but just as high it's probably 50 feet high i hope we catch a train that would be cool this trestle spans a small creek below that feeds a pond this pond we used to go shoot water moccasins in with my bb gun me and my grandma did and there bonnie's talking about my mom had a little poodle i believe and she came down here when she was bonnie's age i thought she came with her friend and she had a dog maybe that was it 
not sure, but that poodle fell through the gaps in the railroad ties over the trestle and fell to her demise. Um, this pond is much small. Oh, they they filled in part of the pond. Oh. This is cool. Yeah. We're not going to walk over these over this trestle, but why? Well, look, you see these gaps? This is where the poodle fell. Right in that gap? Well, the, even further in the middle where it's further down. But yeah. <clears throat> we did used to if you've ever seen that scene from Stand by Me where they play they try to outrun that train they're on the trestle and they gotta outrun it before they can before it runs them over uh we used to do that we used to reenact that on purpose we'd get in the middle of the trestle or get on one end and let the train get like i don't know 100 yards from us and then start running away from it over the trestle pretty dumb over the trestle yeah we would run on the trestle yeah oh my god and then here's another cool thing we did with trains the conductor as he came by or the engineer whoever they would uh i've heard of kids growing up by train tracks and they would wave to him the engineer would but ours would slide open his window and throw candy out to us <laughs> and then another thing all kids by train tracks did was put coins on the rails and that the trains were so heavy they'd flatten the coins out to thin shiny discs and then our parents always told us you'll derail the train you're not supposed to do that which i think is obviously not true all sorts of stuff ends up on these tracks coin's not gonna hurt so why we came out here is because we always used to go to this um christmas tree place where we get our christmas trees and the owner of that place I'm um, retired, so, because he was so old and that thing was, like, so old, too. He's kind of running out of trees, too. Yeah, so, um, he was running out of trees and it was just so old and stuff, so he retired and um, now it's shut down because he was the owner of that place, so it couldn't keep going on without the owner, so... Um, that's shut down, and we don't know anywhere else to go, because we always go there every year, and we know that guy so well. So, we just went out here to get a tree, because... We're going to go back and get the saws off. We're going to go back and get the saws, so we can, um, I'm going to beat my dad, um, so we can get it to cut off the tree. We got a tree. Yep, we got a tree. I, the sawzall I packed had a bad battery and the saw blade's old, so it took about <laughs> 10 minutes to cut through it. And I'm tired. Bonnie just asked if I could tell a weird story. Like weird stories from your childhood? Like a railroad track story? Yeah. Me and my dad were walking right about here. Is that a bee? Yeah, some kind of bug. I don't know. <clears throat> about 100 feet that way. The, these tracks, if you, we have a had a little clearing behind the house to get onto the tracks. Otherwise, it's down a corridor of dense brush. It doesn't back up to house lots or anything. It's just woods on either side. And there was a hobo. There was a hobo right here. You know what a hobo is? No. It's a train vagrant. Somebody who rides the rails. Somebody who doesn't have a home and 
jumps on train cars and goes from town to town. Hmm. So this guy had a duffel bag with him and he was leaning up against this embankment here of this dirt <clears throat> and me and my dad were out shooting maybe quail or something he had a 22 i don't know what he might have just been walking with a 22 i don't know if you shoot quail with a 22 probably not supposed to be shooting quail out here but uh right here we were walking up on this guy who just had his head down and had a hood over his head and he had this big duffel bag by him. And my dad did this. He put his hand on me, like saying, get behind me, walk close. And he racked around into his 22 just to say, watch it, buddy. I got my kid with me. It was like the wild west out here. But <clears throat> I don't remember. I was young. I was probably five, but it seems like words were exchanged and the guy was trying to cause trouble maybe that was in my head because i thought it was a scary situ situation so my memory makes it more scary than it was but um that's the weirdest train story i've got what is another train story i don't care if it's weird or not do you have any other ones hmm. another train story we used to come get railroad spikes have you seen you know look at these you see this? These will pop out when the railroad ties get loose. And you can find these railroad spikes laying off on the rocks. Let's keep looking until we find one. But we used to collect them. We, me and my friends on the block had about 100 of them. And we put them, we would take these things, embed them in the dirt so the spiky side was sticking up. And we made a, gri a grid of these things about six inches apart. So it was about a 10 square foot patch of grass with the railroad spikes sticking up out of it and we we strung a rope taut in front of it to be a trip wire and we waited till night time and we had one of our friends down the block come over to play nintendo or something and he came over we were in the backyard so before he got to the front door we were like michael i don't remember if it was michael or not but we were like michael michael come to the backyard got something to show you hurry run so he's running and uh Luckily, he saw the tripwire, didn't trip over it, because otherwise he would have gotten impaled by all those railroad spikes. Probably injured quite severely, but that didn't happen. Did you try to tripwire him? Yeah, we did. Why would you do that to your friend? I don't know, because we were boys. It was fun to make little snap... Uh, traps and snares for our friends we never actually caught him in one it was cause rambo and predator and commando and these movies i think so maybe that makes me think last episode we were talking about red dead maybe you shouldn't be playing red dead because you're gonna want to go kill horses why why would i want to do that good answer do you have any train stories? Um, no. I don't know any. I don't have any. I've, it's because I haven't been on any trains, like, real roads at all in my life, at, like, a lot. I thought I had a spike there for a second. They're just about all picked up these days. They maintain these tracks better, probably. 
Well, we're making train stories right now, and what do you know? Look at that. Just pulled a f fresh spike out. It was it was in rotten wood, guys. Don't worry. I'm not... Oh, here's another one. Boom. Guys, we've got... We're going home with two spikes. Or maybe more. We're out here in a freezing cold garage. Tell them what's going on. So my dad has a tarp. I'm spread it over my dad's um, work table, the workbench, and um, his friend Shane, he um, shot a deer, and now they, like, processed it. Um, his friend Shane came over here and processed it with him, and then now my dad's just, like, cutting more meat off to eat. Shane left us, Shane left us the front legs. And the ribs. Yeah, and the butt and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's like quite a lot of blood on it from where I'm standing right here. A little here. bit. It's it's not a lot of blood. Yeah. But yeah, there's. Yeah. I think it's important to say that it's not. This is not a big bloody murder scene. It's not blood you have to look around on this flesh to find a place where you can put your finger in blood like it's only in a couple of spots otherwise it's just it's like the meat you see in your uh at your butcher section of your grocery store it doesn't smell like anything but the blood smells like blood from us mm -hmm. it smells like like pennies or like yeah. it smells like metal iron um, so I thought it was important for Bonnie to see this. To know that it's not just from a store. Yeah, it doesn't magically appear in your butcher section. It comes from an animal. <laughs> and so if you want to talk ethics of eating meat, period, that's a different discussion. But I think as long as you're going to eat meat, I think this is the ethical way to get it. One yeah. of the more ethical ways anyway. We can talk about more later. The hair is so soft. But thank you, Shane, for bringing us this. And uh, this is going to feed us for a while. And this might make some deer jerky Christmas presents for people. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get Bonnie to uh, a birthday party. Birthday party. I for a friend of name. mine. So, yeah. We'll Abby's be back. Party. Abby's party. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. dinner plate right in front of me. I'm about to eat and I'm about to try the steak. So I have some steak sauce. No, we're not going to do sauce. You're going to try straight up. Yeah, but if I don't like it, I might no, use no, some no. steak sauce. Yeah, Later. that's right. But just try this right here is pan seared in butter with um, some onion and garlic powder and pepper. And that's about it. This looks good. So I'm going to try it. I'm trying a tiny piece first. What do you think? It's good. But? It, but it doesn't have that much flavor to it. Mm, really? Yeah. Really? That would not be my first comment about venison, but go ahead. One more bite. She's, she's picking one up right now. I might. Man, that looks good, though. That is a good sear we've got on that. Bonnie actually cooked this. 
helped me. Just this looks like it would be normal steak, and it looks like it would be that you get from the store, and mm. it looks like it would have a lot of flavor to it, but it just but it have. doesn't. Okay. Guys, I think that's a good sign, actually. Whenever a kid says this venison doesn't have a lot of flavor, that means it's been trimmed up really well. You know, there's no tallow or fat on that thing. She is jamming it in that mouth. Do you like it? Mm -hmm. I love it. 